1: Uh, pull it in a little tighter. Hello, there. You Hello? go. That, that'll do. All right, we're live. We're live already. Are you sure? Did we say it? Did we say go
2: live?
0: Yeah. Man, oh man.
2: Well, when you get me the sign, then uh... you're going to have wow. ex- You're going to have
0: extra editing. Didn't even put my name in the title.
2: <laughs> you're not that special.
0: Welcome to the Boss Hogger Liberty I Podcast. I will cancel this, this show right now. <laughs>
1: episode number one hundred and four in a row of Essentially Indiana's favorite podcast. I'm Jeremiah Moral, joined by co-host Dakota Davis syndicator chris spangle hello
2: today's episode features uh oh you guys have christopher
0: bilberry you got more fancy since i've been here
2: yeah <laughs> bilberry uh, uh is as i've been instructed to call him now Bil-
1: bilberry has uh absolutely guaranteed he will not be arrested during the live taping of this show that's all he can
2: guarantee <laughs> no, I, I can't guarantee. <laughs> He uh, he is a Patreon member, uh, one of our, our biggest Patreon member that we actually have. Huge. Um, he also is the host of his own show called Perception Is Reality. Uh, it is on his own Facebook Live. You can search for that. We're going to be talking to him about uh, getting arrested, funny enough, nice. and uh, registering some people to vote, some stuff he does up in Winchester and surrounding areas. Then we're going to talk about uh, the state of Indiana and their teacher pay crisis, I guess. And then some food pantry regulations that are going on in Henry County, Indiana, for some local news. Uh, so make sure you stick around to the end of that.
1: This show is about our lives in rural Indiana. As always, we promise our episodes going to be a fun and an easy listen. Uh, with dear leader Chris Spengel here, it's going to be an easy one for me. It's like I can I can push push coast and just roll on downhill. He'll he'll end up posting about 20 minutes in. I,
0: that's usually what happens on every podcast I go <laughs> on, yeah. You've been making the rounds, dude. I have been invited on so many podcasts. Like I've done, I've done more podcasts in the like other shows in the last two months than I've done my own show. Uh, I went on Frank Caliendo and Al Jackson's I'm podcast. Sorry, I'm, who's
1: Frank Caliendo? Yeah. I don't, I don't know who that
0: guy the, is. Uh, ESPN uh, guy from Mad TV. Imitate, he does it like a great John Madden, John Gruden, and so he had me on. And then for whatever reason, people were like, oh, I never thought about asking him on, and so. <laughs> I've been on a ton of libertarian and non-libertarian shows, and I've been producing. There's one podcast that I'm working with called Leaders and Legends that it's really great that's about... like With Robert Vane. I've been listening to that. There was a
1: David Barris episode I listened to, and uh, there was
0: somebody else. The one coming out Monday with Lieutenant Governor Mutz and Louis Mayhern is really, really good. Uh, We talk about Birch Bayh, who just passed away today. Probably one of the most consequential senators in Indiana history. Wrote two, two of the amendments to the Constitution. Right. And he served at the same time with the other consequential senator, Dick Luger. Um, and they ran against each other. And so that, that's going to be great. And I've learned a ton about like, it's about the growth of Indianapolis and, and Indiana from Indian place into like a place that other cities are coming to visit. Then I've got another podcast that's coming out with a comedian that, uh, hasn't been announced yet but wanda sykes (laughs) 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 Um, so yeah i've been i've just been really busy and i've been enjoying it and lots of lots of me for you all to enjoy well very good
1: well thank you uh after after chase payton quit last week i didn't know i didn't i don't listen to the show he got
2: suspended oh Oh, that's right okay so i don't listen to the show but what happened Give me the Cliff Notes. So uh, basically, every time that that Chase comes on, he drops the F-bomb, and then we have to put the explicit marker on our episode. Are we not allowed to do that? And and I said, you know what? That's enough, Chase. I've had enough. It's over. You're you're, you're going on leave. I like that you were the heavy in this. (laughs) Like, get the hell out of my studio. Yeah, get the...
1: (laughs) (laughs) Until 8 o'clock. Some of our very prominent members have their kids listening, so we promise until 8, Chase isn't allowed to say... <laughs> say the word. Can he just not control himself? Well, since he started the Budweiser habit, when they when Budweiser ran the Super Bowl <laughs> commercial ad that had the windmill in it, <laughs> <laughs> that girl thou art loose. That was uh. that was the end. That was the, yep. the 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 toilet. He started circling the drain. So, so no, we've actually, gone our separate ways
0: for a little while. Yep, <laughs> this is sad. He's my, he's the only one on the show I like. <laughs> yeah, well,
1: we've still got producer Chris Guffey for you. Uh, Remember, well, it's before whatever 8.
2: Ha- whatever happened with Tanner? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we let Tanner come back on.
0: Tanner's been you back missed that on one too. the
1: Patreon side. Okay, and, where you been? Uh, in, in, until t- Tanner clears up any issues he has with legalities, uh, he's going to take a little break.
0: Did he Did he do something on a pod? Did he murder someone on a podcast? not on a podcast not that no. i know i've yep. almost been killed on a podcast several times but... <laughs> he said not on a podcast yeah. <laughs> <That's
2: right. laughs> like it could have happened somewhere else honestly start that rumor tanner purdue killed someone <laughs> so to start off the show we want to thank all of our patreon members that are 50 dollars and up thank you bilberry sitting thank to you. my my left here on the right hand side of the screen thank you brantley <laughs> spicer christy avery jonathan phillips and craig DeCosta. Craig DaCosta, this week, I got a package in the mail from Amazon. I didn't order anything, so I was like, ooh, something from the wish list. And uh, Craig DaCosta was nice enough to go on to Amazon.com and look for us and search for our wish list. And he bought us the remaining two headphone cables we need to route the the headphone amp over to producer chris's stand over there so that it's not held on by velcro good on news the producer Chris,
1: you'll have one more thing you're in charge of <laughs> one more thing for you to fail at my so,
0: retirement's going up to two percent
2: so there's all kinds of goodies on there if you want if you want to help contribute to the show uh thank you to everyone who has in the past also some news you might have seen it on our facebook page today but we are back on t-chip uh and selling some apparel on there now some really good apparel um you can search tchip.com slash B-H-O-L-1, B-H-O-L-2, and B-H-O-L-3. They're three separate campaigns running for three different time frames number, discounted prices. Number
1: two is the one I'm the most excited about.
2: Number two is really cool. I, I threw that names. in there for you. That's the one I
1: requested because I saw Dan Patrick had them made up.
0: He wants me to buy a t-shirt with his name on it. Yes. Dan, Dan Patrick had them mine. made up and it
1: had all of the co-host's name on it. It's yeah, a, but that's the had, one he's excited he had, about. He had, yeah. yeah,
0: that's exactly the one I'm excited about. And he
1: had Adam Sandler wear his when he was performing stand-up
3: okay. on his Netflix so, special. So, we made, so I, we I watched made a that dupe and I
1: it. totally said, Dakota, you've got to rip this off. Yeah, I'm not... Thrilled about the font choice,
2: but it's it's the best he could do. <laughs> well, look so. at him! Look at that hair! Uh, yeah. He likes swoopy things. It's a, yeah, it's a uh, just a basic sans serif. But I also had a, uh, <laughs> I also added the italics because I thought that that gave it a nice look. It says Jeremiah and Dakota and Guffy and Cade and Chase. And- Danny's not even on the
0: damn see, thing. And code. No.
2: This is why you don't put
0: anybody but you two. <laughs> Trust me. And don't even put each other on the shirt. Learn from me.
1: Dakota <laughs> uh, and I have made a very strong lifetime commitment. Right. We've been in each other's weddings. I don't know how much more we could do. We it adopted
2: puppies together,
0: Chris. Yes. The been,
1: puppies don't see each other, but we see each other once a week, goddammit.
0: I've been in a wedding <laughs> with another person I don't talk to. Uh, but you definitely don't put producers on your t-shirt because they're a dime
2: a dozen. Not ones that are free. that's even well i'm 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 paying them under the table you're not paying them under the table you got you
1: bought him a laptop i did so a funny story i've been buying daddy i I figured out (laughs) i figured out that you could buy these lenovo t420s for about 80 to 100 bucks on ebay really yeah and you put a solid state hard drive in eight gigs of ram and they will run windows all day long Hmm. phenomenal for for what we need they're amazing and you buy a docking station for 20 bucks you take a a, a, a monitor that Harry Price found for you, and That's right. you're off to the races. Yeah,
0: so, but what can he do with any of it?
1: Anything. Well, I mean, he, no, can't but, do no, much, no but, but what but, can he do with in it? In theory, a competent producer could, right, could, uh, could take phone calls, right? And, and, <laughs>
3: <laughs> What's happened? see that,
0: let me be, let me be very serious for a moment. If you were to turn off a host's microphone at a radio station, you would be fired. It's an immediately fireable offense. You're so done. Abdul, I did that once as a joke, and Abdul goes, I will have you fired if you ever do that again. <laughs> I go, you can't get fired for that. And he goes, oh, yeah, you can. Oh, yeah, you can. And then my boss came in and goes, don't you ever do that
2: again. Yeah. It's an immediately fireable offense. Don't you offense. ever do that again. Chris. <laughs> <laughs> do it as much as you want to Jeremiah. Right. Just not me. So it's a funny bit now.
0: <laughs> but, but there will be
1: consequences. Now I do so, it to
0: Harry all the time, but that's because I own the board. <laughs> so, so, Christopher, so I, I, I went crazy buying these things. I,
1: I, oh, I, it's an auction. We're still
2: talking buying. about the laptops
1: well, well, yeah, I got cut off before the sad part. <laughs> so I bought one for Guffy, and then I had to buy one for my wife too because Sarah needed one. And I bought. Right. I, I've got two docking stations. I got one at the house. I've got one here, so right. we can plug in, and she doesn't have to borrow my other computer. She can just she can run
0: with it now. Uh, yeah, but yeah, good, good plan. Yeah, I don't want you to have to borrow my computer, honey. How inconvenient for you! So,
2: my Google is yeah. on there, it's just <laughs> it's like to my phone. Listen, I've been having just,
0: trouble with my browser, it's just I don't know how I don't know how Spangle put
1: that meme in there. <laughs> we were laying in bed when the one came through yesterday. I want That's you to know that
0: you don't show. <laughs> It's rule number one. You don't I know, show girls that chat.
1: I know you haven't slept in a bed with a woman in a while, but they are right next to you, and and they look at things.
0: That's not how – no. Not in my world. We sleep head to toe because that's, that's what Jesus wants. You don't sin that way. Okay. So, I, yeah. well,
1: I forgot you were married once too. Um,
0: <laughs> Trust me. So, yeah.
1: So, uh, yeah, so I, anyway, long story short, I wound up – Buying an extra laptop. So if anybody needs a T four twenty, I have another bit. <laughs> I now own four of these: one for me, one for Sarah, one for Guffy, and then I accidentally won one more.
0: Didn't even didn't even offer
1: one to you, Dakota. It he already has the nicest one. Dakota's got a Lenovo as well. I told him a year ago, hey, buy one of these exactly like this, and it'll be it'll be identical. Instead, Dakota goes out and
0: buys the brand new Cadillac. You know, it would be nice, Dakota. If he donated it back to Weird Libertarians to make up for the board that he sold, does <laughs> does Weird Libertarians need a, need a T420? I could always use a computer, What yeah. are you going to do with it? I don't know, but I'll figure it well, out. Well, if
2: you give me a good reason, I'll it barely... I barely makes up for the $300 that the equipment was worth. Right. <laughs> that you sold out from <laughs> under me.
0: <laughs> for those who don't know, I hell I I they're on the Weird Libertarians network which I started. It was the 7th anniversary it was a March 8. Wait,
1: wait, if if I remember correctly, I uh, I was your boss.
0: At, no at,
1: at the libertarian party of indiana and the board voted and allowed you to start this network no with the caveat there was no of, board
0: there was no board the, vote, trust me the,
1: the caveat was that of course any board members that remained your friend <laughs> in perpetuity will be given <laughs> shows
0: you don't have a choice in perpetuity no that's not even remotely true <laughs> that's not the truth uh no uh, and, frank, and frank 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 rosa go check the minutes. <laughs> It was it was John Schick then. The minutes don't exist anymore. Uh, it's a John. I'm kidding, John. Uh, but what was I talking about? Oh, so I I basically loaned my a board some microphones help them get started you go back and listen to episode one i'm engineering it because they don't know what they're doing
1: that's like episode 1.5 we tried once before right
0: it didn't go well and then next thing i know i'm in a group chat they're talking about equipment and jared goes hey dakota you know well we could we got this thing because we're selling that board (laughs) and i
2: went wait a minute and i said jeremiah why did you tell that to Chris? <laughs>
0: <laughs> In another chat. <laughs> right. Uh, and they sold my equipment without even asking me. And and I probably... Our, I could have he argued was, our, he was, You were supposed
2: commit. to find out by coming to the show and we would have new equipment and you would go, what happened to you, the old one? And we would go... <sighs> Uh, you know what? I have no idea. I haven't seen it. <laughs> <laughs> I threw it
1: off a balcony. <laughs> we, we needed a digital board. We were trying to get to where right. we could take phone calls. And then you were like, oh, well, that board really won't do it well. You just right. need to get this other
0: one. And I'm like, right. well, pfft,
1: well, that was permission that right one's there. That was $300. we will sell this board and get this one, and we're good to go.
0: Yeah didn't even didn't even offer a remittance there so, was no reparations
2: Christopher let's talk about your podcast have you uh, have you undersold anybody that's helped you start yours
4: no so it's not really a podcast uh yet um
0: you need any equipment <clears throat> yeah <laughs> <laughs> <So you're laughs> any just stop by my house and, and raid it that's the that. moral of the story
4: absolutely so basically what the deal is is it's in ends to a mean um I was in a situation in which in my home community uh, where I was going to council meetings, and I was the only person in the room for three, four, five meetings in a row. You know, this was going on. And we got into a situation where there was information happening that citizens weren't knowing. They were finding out information through our local newspaper that is written, edited, and published by a sitting city council member. Which, in my opinion, is a conflict. See, he
3: laughs. I was just,
0: the only, I'm not thank laughing.
4: you. I'm leaving. That's the only reason I was here. I'm just was... laughing
3: because
0: you think that's abnormal. <laughs> no, I,
4: it's not that I think that's abnormal. I think it's I. I, I have a problem with it. I, I understand that that happens across the
1: board. Have you Have you started a competing newspaper? Yes, you have started an outlet, right? Uh, well, yes, and
4: you've called them on
1: it. Yeah, that's that's all you can do. Absolutely. There's, and we don't we don't have government regulation of the media. Well, Mike Pence tried, but it failed pretty quick.
4: Well, so what, what I started doing was, t- you know, I would let people know what was going on. I was typing these great big long messages and people started liking them and people started asking to be tagged and, and this. And my brother, who's in Texas, got first, a hold of me. First, by the said, way, he's a
0: history maker. First time in history, somebody has asked to be tagged in a long, long Facebook post. Well, no, that's, that's not, see, that's why
4: my brother got a hold of me. He said, Hey, uh, you got to cut it with all the words. Nobody's, they're reading like the first three sentences. Walls of text. Cutting out. And uh, he said, there are memes about that. Start doing videos. I mean, it had just started the Facebook live and I was like, okay, so I'm like walking around my garden and carrying on. And then it just kind of developed more into a little bit more. Now I'm kind of hiding in the corner of the room with a flag behind me. It's nothing like this. But, um, you know, the more I've done it, I've thought, you know, why not buy, you know, a Zoom recorder? Why not do it and kind of set it up? So I'm in the process of doing that now. Um, that's why I tag my shows, um, with the numbers FBL. So they're like the F Facebook Live videos along with the numbers. And then I'm eventually going to be doing it and trying to put it through like Podbean or whatever and do it, do it correctly.
1: Yeah. We use Fireside here. Um, and that's a very, we're we're, we're sponsored by Spangle. So it's, it's lovely. Uh, all I do is I just upload the file and it's just there. It's amazing. Um, <laughs> Find a sugar daddy. It's helpful. <laughs> um, but honestly, though, with the support that you have in, in your community, you could eat very easily could, could start a Patreon page and have yeah. people start, co- you know, covering, covering the costs and helping, helping contribute. Cause when people believe in what you're doing, it, it really happens. Absolutely. It's, uh, it's fantastic. Um, and you can start simple. Uh, an H6, we use a, a very basic H6 recorder. Um, that if you don't necessarily need the audio to go out, uh, an H6 with a few microphones is is enough to record anything.
0: Yeah. Well, for about a thousand bucks, you can start your own media outlet. Yeah, that's it. Yep. I mean, and that sounds like a lot, but really, it's it's not. Over time, I mean, you just steal somebody else's equipment, and then <laughs> you you can that's fundraise true. your way to it. <laughs> you can, uh, yeah, you can borrow some, uh, and
1: then if, you know you you buy it used, or you 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 steal it from another show, and you're off you're off to the races. Yeah,
2: so. Whenever we were whenever we were in this uh, whenever we were in the group chat that we started for the show um, you uh, you sent us a, like a bio about yourself and in it you said that you had been arrested at a city council meeting. Yes. Yeah. I, I
1: You got our okay, attention. Okay,
2: so yes, you definitely got our <laughs> attention. Watch the videos, um, listen to you explain what happened. I I want everyone else to know what happened. It's a wild roller coaster ride of a story.
4: Okay, so I can really – s-
2: You have 30 seconds.
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs> you have
2: five before one of us starts talking.
4: I can sum it up like this. Um, there was an issue that I had a problem with going on in our local community. Myself uh, and several other citizens had issues with this, and it was something that we had been fighting for some time and it was getting heated on both sides and council meetings were, you know, no one was ever out of line. Nobody was ever cursing. Th- nobody was ever threatening, but it was a heated debate. What you kind know? of issue was it? So <sighs> here's the situation in 2000, uh, July, January of 2017, our city, local government said, we're going to do a, put a uh, drug rehabilitation facility in Winchester, which sounds fantastic we're helping women and children that sounds even better but we're it's going to cost us 1.1 million dollars that winchester is going to be either getting the money for that we've got to pay back or we're using our tax money to buy the building and do all, do all of this the women and children that it's helping isn't from winchester uh some of them are but a very few percentage of them are there are women from all over indiana Now this organization that runs this is also from Ohio, so we're not really sure. We can't get really any information from them. And I just thought that because the city's not running it, it's an organization called the Volunteers of America, which is a wonderful organization. In my opinion, they ought to have come in and bought the building and set up, and I couldn't have said anything about it. I could have maybe griped because it was in my front yard, but other than that, I couldn't have you know bitched at the city about it. But with the city... Putting money into this. You know, you've got the mayor running around giving um, edit money for, um, uh, to pay for uh, what's it called when you buy a house? The, the uh, a mortgage? No, no, no. Uh, you give the money. So he signed an mm-hmm. option to purchase agreement uh-huh. that the council was not aware of. He entered into a loan application with the IHCDA before anybody ever discussed this on the council. Nobody, there was no votes. And by law in the state of Indiana, the mayors are are not able to enter into real estate, land deals, anything like that. That's something that goes before the council. The council votes on it, and it's a big ordeal. So there's all of this stuff that was just happening, and the meetings kind of heat up. There's a lot more that kind of goes into it, but going to this meeting, we're sitting in a meeting. The meeting lasted for about an hour and 50 minutes at a point in the meeting – one of the counselors say "I make a motion to adjourn." Nobody else said anything and at that point a female counselor starts asking questions of the audience. free form. okay Now they had broke away from their regular protocol of giving us, Time to ask questions, public concerns, or whatnot. You know, at the beginning or the ending of the meeting. However, they did not do this. This was a special meeting that they had called, and for the first time, they had they did not let us talk. They did not want us to talk. That that's clear. So the counselor asked questions, and there's people in the in the audience kind of starting to rumble. And my wife says, "Hey, you know," she raises her hand, puts her hand up, says. You know, she's got a question, and the, you can hear the counselor say, "Hey, we're not taking things from the audience." And there's some more back and forth between the council council asking questions, and at that point, she says, "You know, how much would you pay to save a life?" Which that's a cute soundbite, but you know, I don't know that I want my government asking me that. You know what I mean? Like, let this organization come in and save all the lives that we can. I'm I'm against the drug issue. You know what I mean? I, I don't. Great. But I don't know that the mayor should be spending tax money to buy a church that he goes to. I mean, there's just, you know, kind of, there was a whole lot of, dirt lot of going layers to this. There's a lot of layers to this. So
1: small towns, and, and, everybody's got five or six hats on. Absolutely. Right?
4: Yeah. So at this point, uh, you know, she asked this question and, uh, you know, Joni, Joni then blurted something out and, you know, says, you know, how, you know, how do you expect me to uh, raise my kids across the street from this? And at that point, um, she said, we're not taking questions. And I said, that's not a question. It's a statement. That's the first thing I said in the meeting the whole time that you can hear that on the record. And at that point, another council member says, no, you're out of order, you know, does that. And the police chief starts walking up. Uh, My mother and other people start going. There's more people talking. Now there's kind of talking and yelling between the council and the audience. I'm not saying anything. I get up, and I walk to the door, and I turn around. Someone said, again, you're out of order. And I turn around and say, you know, this is a joke. You guys are a joke. This is all out of order. It took exactly as long as I just said it there, and I wasn't, like, yelling it. I wasn't cussing. I wasn't cursing. I wasn't flipping them off. I wasn't threatening. I walk through the door. I'm done. I'm out of the building. Okay? At this point, the police officer comes over, uh, says, "Billberry, you're under arrest. Uh, I stop. I wasn't resisting, pushes me, slams me into the wall, twists my arm behind my back. There's a recording. My phone's recording this because I was recording the meetings. Mm. So my phone recorded the entire arrest. My phone recorded the entire transportation to the jail.
0: Everybody's phone should be recording every interaction with police officers. The ACLU has an app for that.
4: Absolutely. Uh, My phone recorded my entire booking in process at the jail because they never turned it off. One of the jail officers was like, yeah, this is a waste of money. You know, they were agreeing with me. So, you know, you can actually hear on the recording one time I say, Hey, I'm not resisting. I'm not resisting. I used to be a police officer. (laughs) You know, I'm not I'm not trying to fight these people. You know, I wasn't mad at him. He's saying, Hey, you know, I wish I wasn't, you know, I don't want to be doing this, blah, 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 whatever. So I'm arrested for disorderly conduct. Uh they send up paperwork to the prosecutor's office. This the prosecutor of Randolph County had been involved in this argument on my on my side of the fight. And I think as he should have done, he said, Hey, I want to remove any impropriety or any appearance of impropriety. So he asked for a special prosecutor to uh, <laughs> look into this.
0: <laughs> Robert Mueller flies in <laughs> over, over nonsense, <laughs> which
4: Ugh. the uh, special prosecutor, Next thing you know, you're know, you on
1: trial in White County.
4: Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's, the, there's been
1: a change of venue.
4: The special prosecutor uh, on December 26th, 2007, uh, Seventeen uh, ruled that there was be, to be no charges filed that this was politically protected, constitutionally protected political speech. Hmm. Um, and then now there's a lawsuit, so there's not a whole lot that I can say, you know, as far as going on because we're still dealing with the lawsuit. Now that stuff is all. Anybody can get that. That's all public record. You can get online. You can hear all of that stuff. Now as your, your attorney,
0: I, I say, I should tell you to stop talking.
4: Uh, no, no. <laughs> so you're in a federal lawsuit now?
0: Yes. It, it is amazing how a former police officer goes to, who's a concerned citizen, who goes to a meeting. Who just says something, then all of a sudden is is being beat up by cops? <laughs> like, well, at what, like uh, I advise you not to say anything here. Uh, <laughs> like it just to me is uh, he, for everybody who who thinks that like police officer, police officers are the front line of of the government you don't like. They're the strong arm for the state. That's exactly right. And it's... And it's um, we, we put and
1: them in terrible positions constantly with this stuff.
0: Well, that's part of it, but there's also just a part of this particular person thinking that they had the right, because they wear a special uniform, they have the right to harass a citizen for doing which is what your lawsuit I'm sure is about where you don't have the right just because you, you have a costume on, <laughs> like you're not given special rights to put your hands on a citizen just because you think that they're out of order in that particular context. Like you're, you didn't swing at anybody. You didn't hit anybody. You didn't try to violate anybody's rights in a violent way. You didn't commit fraud. You didn't uh, steal from anyone in the meeting. You just spoke your mind when the government said that you weren't allowed to and then you next thing you know your face is up against a wall by the hands of a police officer like and so you know i can hear i can feel jeremiah's uh, face puckering as i say this but i really think it has to surprise you as somebody who is you know middle america you know you just like a regular dude (laughs) you don't you don't there's nothing about you that's not that you probably aren't threatening, but you seem like a very nice man. Like, you're just... You know, other people get arrested. Other people are victims of that kind of behavior. Like, people who are roughed up by the cops, like, those are people who probably deserve it. Like, that's not how it's actually working out in America. And I think that's a lot of what the discussion about, like, police shootings kind of started it, and it's eroded down into a conversation of, are the police acting in a manner that is protecting the public, serving the public, or are they protecting the state? Are they protecting the council? It's an important they, conversation. Or are they protecting... Bill Bilberry Bilberry. bilberry Are they protecting the public that is there, or are they protecting the council? And this is small-town America where this is taking place. This is taking place in Indianapolis. It's taking place in New York City. It's taking place in Winchester, Indiana, Newcastle. You know, and and I'd like to have more police on to have that conversation of like, why do you think that that, I would love to talk to that guy and go, why did you think that that was appropriate conduct? Why did you think that you had the right to put your hands on him? You know? So, so this has started this. This was
1: the spark of you getting involved politically over time, or you you already had a background in this. No,
4: I, I, I grew up in politics. Um, I, I'm a political junkie, you know, local state, National, but local politics—I—I I, I steal it from Tip O'Neill all the time. All politics is local. Um, yeah, I'm—I'm it, it, I'm very involved and very concerned with what's going on in immigration. I'm very concerned with what's going on in the Second Amendment. But I'm affected every day more by what's going on down my street, what's going on up at City Hall. You know, these people that I'm seeing. I—I I was born and raised in Muncie. My grandmother on my mother's side was. Act, politically active, a Democrat. I remember when I called, and t- I th- grew up a Democrat. I ran in 2001 for Delaware County Clerk as a Democrat. As a young, I was 18, you know. And I remember after I went to uh, Ball State, and I was I went to a political science. Uh, I-, I I went to the Young Democrats, and we met. And it was kind of like an AA meeting. We're sitting around, they're like, "Hi, you're new." And I'm standing up. I'm like, "Hey, I believe this and this and this." And i are like, "You're not a Democrat." And I was like, Yeah, I am. I'm a Democrat. I've always been a Democrat. And they're like, What do you think about this? And I'm like, this, this, and this. And they're like, Yeah, you're a Republican. And I call my grandma and it's she's a big like. Tent. You know. So, was like, so, so I like,
0: call my grandma. Down the hall.
4: I mean, it was like and She
0: reveals the horrible truth. Oh God. She voted <laughs> for Reagan. Well, <laughs> Your grandfather was <laughs> No,
4: she was a Democrat. She she passed in twenty sixteen. I, I would call her a Kennedy Krat. She's not today's progressive far-left democrat but
2: she's grandma wasn't a bernie bro yeah right Right. um
4: so you know i've been politically active for a long time went to council meetings uh in muncie when i lived in muncie was very concerned with what would happen i've been um politically active on campaigns for prosecutor for sheriff for coroner for for recorder people don't even know what the recorder does you know what i mean but i've 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 been on the backbone of those local campaigns moved to to winchester in 2010 and said it's only going to be a matter of time until that itch you know it's kind of like being a junkie you know you start i want to go down to the meeting and see what's going on and so i started attending um i ran for city council in 2015 and i lost i congratulated the person that beat me we moved on the next day she calls my work she calls my brother-in-law's work from the school office complaining about this campaign we ran against her (laughs) The next day, you know, it's nuts. Um, and so I even give her the benefit of the doubt after
2: that. We go to the council. You're like, lady, you won.
4: (laughs) Yeah. So we're in a situation where our mayor is Democrat and the council is completely Republican. Hmm. And I was very big supporter of this mayor. This mayor is a first time office holder. Sean Byram. Sean Byram. First time office holder um he's ran for office since 2011 ran for council ran for state representative in 2014 ran for mayor and won in 2015 which i was very uh instrumental on can- campaigning for him part of his team you know really helped him now that's as a re- as a republican you know that i consider myself um and so voted for him pushed him you know re- considered myself friends with this man um and what what i found is uh and then he
2: has you arrested.
4: He, yeah, he's, that's, he, you know, straight out off the bat, 2016 is rolling around and things start, you know, not adding up things that he's doing, things that he says. It uh, seems like he's bullying over the council. We've actually had a council member in a budget meeting say, I'm not going to be bullied by you until next meeting, you know, and then next meeting rolls around and, and he bullies over them. And, and so it's just been it, at, at first it was this fight. Mayors do that. It was just this. They're yeah. really good.
0: Well, <laughs> some, some people are destined to be mayor of uh, Newcastle, right, Dakota? <laughs> Who? Jeremiah. Let's let's run him. He can't. He doesn't
2: live in the city. Neither. Four There's an away. apartment upstairs.
0: Oh, th- th- yeah. But then you know, I mean, it. Th- Dan Quayle, Birchby, Richard, or not Birchby, uh, Richard Evans. Huh? You don't need to live where you actually serve. <laughs> All you have to do is keep two shirts there. That's right. <laughs> no, I think your your story is is kind of common. There's there's two constituencies that every politi- political every politician really serves. Their constituency, which is ever increasingly influenced by cable news and that brand of politics. Like Donald Trump sounds like every Republican that ever called the talk radio station that I used to screen phone calls for. Yep. You know, but
2: his and Now they're all boomers and voted
0: for it, him. <laughs> right. But like Lee from the South side doesn't reflect the other constituent that a, a an elected official has to serve, which is their fellow lawmakers. You know, if you're if you're in Congress or if you're in uh, the state legislature or a, or a town council, you you have to get along with each other. You have to work with each other. And sometimes, you know, the. The nastiest fights are intra-party, not be- like oh, yeah. if you're a Democrat, you expect a, a Republican to oppose you, but if another Democrat opposes you, that's when it starts to get like real nasty, and people don't forgive easily. And so, well, you w- get you, when you get in the smaller communities
1: or the rural communities like we have here, we have one-party rule. Yeah, There our county council is seven Republicans. Your city council yeah. is is all Republicans. Uh, and our, our city, our city government here has one Republican in the entire city government. The rest are Democrats. You end up with one party rule, which means they all turn around each other. It's yeah. not party at that point. Yeah. Term. It's the, individual personalities. The
0: tension is between, you know, a Tom Saunders, the last time I was here, Tom was on. Tom Saunders is a great example of it. Here's a guy who is in rural Indiana trying to please his constituents that he sees in the grocery store who look at politics through a national lens which are diametrically opposed to the way that things actually operate. Like if if people actually knew how a town council yes. works, they'd, they'd realize that it was nothing like the West Wing or what they see on CNN. But if you're one of these elected officials, if you're Tom Saunders, you also have to make Brian Bosma happy and party leaders, or else they're going to run somebody against you. And so if you're even the least, if you smell a bit of outsider, like what's happening to Jim Lucas right now is they're trying to make him Look like he's an insane person who's fringe, who's a conspiracy nut, who just gets high all the time. He's a joke. Instead of going, no, that guy's actually really courageous and saying things that nobody else wants to say. And he's, and he's balancing, he's listening to his constituents. He's listening to his fellow lawmakers. But he's doing what he thinks is right, which is what he was elected
2: to do. Jim, Jim Lucas has been uh, really on the forefront of this of this whole school yeah. and state teacher pay issue that yeah. uh, we're going to talk about here. It's he's been on the forefront of this. I want to read a, a little, uh, a, a few paragraphs that he wrote later on in the show because he conveyed my feelings very well, yeah. on the subject, and then just got. Attacked. I was just on the Boss Hog of Crothersville, the Married with Children podcast. It's his district, isn't
1: it?
0: It is. He, yeah, and he. They love him, even though he. They're teachers, but I think what you've experienced is what a lot of people, when you get into politics, like you get into it thinking one way, and then you find out it's a different way. Where you're all of a sudden the problem. Like all of a sudden you're the odd man out, and because you're a problem, you're not conforming to what the established order wants. And so they try to make you look like a crazy person to the constituents that they know and the other like little power bases, and and it has to get kind of alienating and and uh, irritating for you just because you have a different way of thinking, right?
4: Well, uh, I mean, I'll tell you the thing is, it, it's it's like it's it's like I've been clawing through the mud. Now I'm, we're starting to see some light at the end of the tunnel here. Uh, You've been and, well
1: received. You've had a number of people very supportive of your show yeah, of coming abs- on,
4: absolutely. And and as a part of this. Um, you know, one of the council members who was involved with all of this has resigned. The police chief who was involved with this, who was actually the one that arrested me, has resigned. Uh, the fire chief who walked out and was part of the arrest has resigned. You know They're no longer a part of government, which that's a plus for me. I'm happy about that. But the biggest thing that I have to say that stops what you were talking about with Jim, with people making him look crazy, is they can only make him look crazy if the people out there buy that. Yeah. You can only have better government through citizen involvement. That's the number one thing. I say that all the time. You will only have better government through citizen involvement. If you stay at home and you let somebody else do it, it's not going to get done the way that you want it done. And if you've got people like Jim that you support and people are saying, "Oh, he's crazy, he's a hippie, he's a pot smoker, Bill Bree's crazy, as long as you're not standing up, if you're not willing to stand up with me and take I've have people who talk to me behind the scenes and say, I support what you're doing. I really you know we need to get rid of all these people in office, you know all of this. Come out, help do this. No, I'm afraid. Listen, if it's just me, they can bully over me. Right. But if it's 10 of us, if it's 50 of us, if we're going to the vote, Winchester's got 5,000 people. 3,500 are registered to vote. 800 people have made the decision for the last 30 years. Now, last election, we changed that. Sean Byram got defeated for state representative. He's no longer running for reelection of mayor. We are making some change. People are waking up. The apathy's kind of shaking off. The other 2,700 people need to wake the hell up. You know, and we are waking them up. But that's got to happen everywhere. I got involved with Gaston. There's people. There's craziness going on in Gaston, a small community. There's like 900 people up there. They're firing the police chief without merit hearings. Two of the board meetings. Two of the board members go off and have parties together. I had. Uh, I went up there to help them because the citizens asked for help, and I went up there and the, the lady told me that the one of the board members said that the two board members could get together and have cookouts and hang out outside all the time. I said, No, I think that's an open door policy. I, th- I mean, how many I think board members really, are there? There's three. Uh, too, so
1: too, it's a quorum. Two's a little much. Yeah. I, I, I mean, you I know.
0: don't. I don't hate that legislators are friends with each other, but it, you know, I, I see your point. Well, well I exp- think that's sort of the brilliance of like what this show has done, what what you're doing with when it's med- when you become media like you're doing the accountability work that the local media can no longer afford to do or no longer has the willingness to do. When you put it on camera, and like, really part of the impetus of this idea was your parents, Jeremiah, because I would travel the, the state as the former executive director of the state party, and I'd go to a community, and there'd be a $100, $100 million project that some county council wanted to build in every county in the state. And when your parents showed up with a video camera and put the meetings on youtube those meetings got canceled or those deals got shut down and the 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 sunlight disinfected that bacteria i mean it was amazing And and they took a lot of of heat in rush county for just providing transparency like you're doing and it's not hard all you have to do is show up with your cell phone put up a tripod and then stream it to a facebook page yep the, that's literally all it takes the important
1: thing i guess is is to be involved And in, you say citizen involvement and that's that's a big deal uh but to be engaged and understand what's going on in the long term because you, if you come in and you just see what's on the agenda today and you freak out over it you don't know the the full story of what's happening as well yep. uh, so it's it's important to do what guffey's done and att- how long you've been attending city council meetings months and months and months now
2: i think end of november
1: yeah. So you're, you're going on about a one. six months, six months of meetings in a row. And you've done the same thing in your community where you actually understand what it is. So you're not coming in at spot sampling, but you actually have a full track record and you understand how part A fits in with part B fits in with part C. And, and you know, when, Hey, this is, yeah, this is routine, not a big deal. And this is, Oh my God, we really have, this is an issue. Because if you cry wolf constantly, people yeah. won't listen, right? right.
4: Yeah, well, the, and what happens is I notice a lot of my detractors, the, the mayor's friends and the, and the council, the 800 club, the people that are voting, that are friends and, and have something to gain that's with these people. That's 100 better being, than Pat it, Absolutely.
0: Right. Damn, you or, or beat worse. me to it. <laughs> you had the better Great joke and, and you beat <laughs> me too. What it. was your joke? It was just going to be. That's the sequel to the Pat Robertson <laughs> show. Well,
4: and and the, the problem the, what they say is, well, you spend too much time on this. And I'm like, you know, okay. So I go to a, I go to two council meetings a month. Now, let's say that's let's say that's an hour and a half each. You know, I drive to work forty five minutes. I got a lot of time in the car. It. I I know people who play Fortnite for twenty hours a day. You know, I, I can spend. Six hours a month on this—that's not that big a deal. Right. I could spend twelve hours. I don't Fortnite. I don't, you know, I don't do all that. So I just—I think that people the state it, won't let you sell a car on Sunday. You got nothing better to do. They, they need you, to you'd be in cuffs again. Absolutely. They need to do a thing. Here's here's what needs to happen. People need to pay attention. They need to spend a little bit of time learning what's going on. They need to go to que- meetings and ask questions. They need to get involved. Get pissed. Get be happy. Praise the people when they do something right. Get involved, get active, ask questions,
2: get registered to vote, vote, and run for office. It's the not people, that hard. the people at the state house, made a lot of teachers pissed. This was our segue to move on to the state Very teacher eloquent. pay. That was, that um, was good. You're, you're really catching on. <laughs> here's the. So here's the situation. Uh, there was a bill that that was proposed. I think the it was si- in the, the Senate. The
1: situation is: is I'm paying on my wife's student loans, and she's not a teacher anymore because <laughs> being a teacher is
2: terrible. There it's were, broken. there was a law that was proposed. I think it was the Senate that was to make all districts, all local school corporations make their starting pay $40,000 a year for teachers. Um, they, they did a study, found that only 30 of 287 school districts across the state actually started teachers pay at $40,000 a year, got shut down almost immediately, uh, in committee. So if the state's going to mandate it, are they going to, are they going to, offset those costs. Cause I'm sure. Well, yeah. Here's the, okay. Here's the, this is the whole big issue. And this is uh, this is part of the, the, the few paragraphs I wanted to read from Jim Lucas. Um, but basically they, they wanted to take control and say that you have this school corporation has to start the pay at $40,000, no matter the size of your district, no matter how much money uh, is going into your district, the school size, or the population of your county where you get most of your funding from. Because, ultimately, teacher pay is funded and decided by the local school corporations. So, a bunch of teachers got mad that this didn't happen. They they said, hashtag, wear red for Ed. And they showed up at the state house and started chanting slogans and All kinds of weird things, but they there were hundreds of them stacked on all three levels of the state house. Jim Lucas was live streaming it. It's an understandable, like it's as a demand. It's 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 a reasonable place to be. Hey,
1: I don't want to work for this rate of pay. It's not worth it. I can go earn my money somewhere else. And
0: it's not a great job because
1: of the administration. So it's it's how do we get there? Everybody, I think universally, everybody has the same goal of yes, teacher pay needs to go up.
0: Right. No, I don't think I don't think even you know. I want to abolish public education, but I want teachers to get paid $75,000 because it's a private institution. You want happy teacher, teachers teaching your children. Right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I think the bureaucracy is really like centralizing the bureaucracy a level up doesn't seem like that's actually going to solve anything. <laughs> like, what? It's so yeah. that's where that's, uh, t- uh, teachers, teachers, uh, and I hate to say this because teachers are very touchy along i've already i've already beat up on police
1: yeah that's you're just going for the the
0: bingo here you're po- gonna go <laughs> police teachers parents and waiters waiters and waitresses
2: You're gonna the, hate on, on firefighters next are the touchiest firefighters everybody are cool loves firefighter. everybody <laughs> yeah. loves
0: firefighters
2: dakota no, has a statement to read i do i, I want to read this real quick chris read into the record all right mute us all Every, just, just, everybody go, just go ahead and, and make it seem like
0: i hate teachers so i can't
1: finish
3: what i was about to say it's
2: okay uh, jim lucas says that public education is in fact government-run education, and they get over $7 billion of the state budget every year, which is 52%. They also get 40% of all the property tax dollars across the state, over $3 billion, and over $1 billion in federal dollars. So, a bunch of money. Uh, that means that they're reaching, uh, they're over... 1 million students in the state of Indiana, just about 1 million. And he has the math here. So basically the state of Indiana is spending $10,000 per student and the average teacher in the state makes $55,000. So a class of 25 students is worth to the state about $250,000. So if you take the teacher pay, average teacher pay from that, that leaves $195,000 for the average classroom size of 25 students. I so he's making the point that the bigger question that we need to ask is not to throw more money at the state's education budget, not to throw more money towards the corporations individually in hopes that they send it towards teacher pay. It's to ask what, what's happening to the other hundred and ninety five thousand dollars per classroom. Yeah. And that's not just high school classrooms; it's first grade and public education kindergarten classrooms as well. It's everywhere, and it's. Uh, he goes on to talk a little bit more about this. So we spent, um, uh, three three thousand two hundred dollars per student in the state of Indiana right. last year. That's that's a lot of money to, to be teaching one student, uh, and then also. Uh, let's see here. This was the other good number I wanted to see. Oh, for every teacher, there are two and a half non-teaching personnel in the education departments across the state. Right. Non-teaching personnel. That doesn't include aides, your mm-hmm. your teacher aides, which are getting cut almost constantly across the state in every single corporation we have. So So the issue isn't throwing more money at the problem it's figuring out what the heck's happening to the money that we already are throwing at the problem and and
0: centralizing standards has only made the job even worse for teachers so centralizing their pay scale like i i don't understand like yeah we so we want
2: (laughs) every teacher you talk to says we need to get the government out of here so that we can actually do our jobs and teach students right and you're like you're like, yes, I agree. Get the government out of it so that you can do your job. And then they say, we want the bigger government to take control of my paycheck. <laughs> you want? Well, there's
0: been a lot of conversation about abolishing the position of the state superintendent of public instruction, um, or at least I think making appointing it as well no but, longer an elected
1: position. Yeah, it's not a constitutionally required. It's a I think it's constitutionally required office, but how they get there is up to the General Assembly to decide.
0: So because of the Owenites and New Harmony, we have to have public education in the state of Indiana. There has to be a public alternative according to the Indiana Constitution. Nice. I,
2: I like how you threw in the Owenites and New Harmony. Yeah, it's, it's, yes.
0: yes, they were – well, Robert Owen and the and the socialists, really they were one of the first socialist uh, utopias with uh, the Rappites and then the Owenites – And they failed within three years, I should add. Uh, They helped write the Indiana Constitution. So that's where that comes from. Um, But I I would just ask teachers, like, if you have a hard time going to your school district as a union to get raises, imagine, so there's what, what was it? The number 200 and, uh, I'm scanning here right uh, 287 school districts so instead of 287 negotiations you're now going to have one
2: yep for for, <laughs> for all, for of, all you, of them you you are the same negotiation happening <laughs> for IPS is happening for Tri High School which has a graduating class of 68 right. right and my my you know in Plainfield where I grew up it's around 300 you know
0: and so that school district you, you have the ability to have a relationship with the people that are making decisions about your paycheck. Like there's some weird thing where people think that uh, in government, that the people who are deciding on government pay don't really care. But the truth is they do care. If they could pay teachers more, they would. But the problem is that the nature of bureaucracy does not allow for that because it limits the amount of resources that are available through both waste and inefficient organization. And so if you want to make the organization even more inefficient, so waste is easier is even more likely. It is it is 100% chance that if you were to to organize
2: 287 school districts into one negotiation, you have to have new levels of bureaucracy totally right. new introduced and yeah. all those people have to be paid. So now we have four uh, administrative positions to a teacher and in the, the state. You think, you of, think of the appeals. Think of how many more appeals. You're going, you're just, instead of
0: one out of tw- 20 a year for a school district, you're one out of 10,000, you know? Right. And so you're really doing yourself a disservice by trying to centralize this. But they think that if we centralize this, we can have more of a hammer and influence this more, but that's not how it works. You're just making the resources more inefficient for organizations.
1: If over fifty-two percent of the state budget is going to to that, throwing more money is not the problem. It's it, it, the burden is on on the school boards and the local districts to find efficiencies. Whether it's consolidating school districts because we have, you know, as much as we like the identities of having different school districts and schools here, we're counting fifty thousand people and I think kids go to six different public high schools in this yeah. community. Um you have some school districts that are in the, you know, they're not even to a thousand students in the entire district. Yeah. Um, there, There's some efficiencies there. Um, and there's just some, the, the people th- you're, you're spending so much money on cost and overhead and, and non, non classroom related labor.
0: Yeah. And, and, and it makes it easier for those people to be bought off. It makes it easier for special
2: interests to influence those people. And help me understand this. Okay. So he later on in his, in his essay, I'm going to call it, he said that, Expecting to change this system by more government is futile, and the only solution is to remove government from this system as much as possible. And he's got two hundred and seventeen comments; uh, the vast majority of them calling him an idiot, crazy, a right. pot-smoking hippie. <laughs> uh, what is the wh- that what news is the broke thing? on Our show, by the way, I don't, I don't understand. Whenever I read this, I thought it's common sense. Like, there's the numbers right in front Be- of me because people don't read like y- you
0: I have and and Bill Burry, you're gonna have to just jump in here whenever whenever you're, you're good ready to talk. but you're good
2: it's a doghouse
0: I have as as <laughs> I have been put in charge of ever expanding audiences so as I have been given more responsibility more people to look at like as I am a social media manager for several different outlets and I have as I as those have grown I have seen the stupidity increase. (laughs) You know, there—just when you think you've reached a new level of idiot proof, (laughs) there, people just totally surprise you. Um, I think that Facebook, a Facebook, is a really poor way to communicate because the comments like people don't it's just like exactly what you said people don't read what you write on facebook but they may watch a video but i run into it all the time like i'm not gonna watch your stuff i didn't i i tried it i didn't quite get it or it's too long or there's always some it, there's always some superfluous reason why people don't want to engage in something that improves their lives like why there's a resistance to the gym or why there's a resistance to reading the news. There's, it's just always easier. I, th- I have found it to be the human condition that the path to least resistance is the default state for people. And so reading and understanding what he is saying is it, it takes work yeah. and, and, and it's, it's just easier yeah. to default to the, like, why is Beto O'Rourke popular? Beto O'Rourke has no because experience. Fabulous he, teeth. He he because looks he talks in sound bites. He right? looks yeah. the part. He seems the part. He looks cool. He reminds he's a white you Obama. He's the white Obama. And so much of what politics has become is fashion. But he's Irish.
2: Are you wearing <laughs> the right fashion? You saying that Irish people aren't white? Man, I thought we got over this racism in like <laughs> in 1912. <laughs> well, he's Irish <laughs> Obama.
0: Yeah. So. Uh, and I almost went on a tangent, I'll tell you off air. But, but that's why, so to disagree with teachers, to have this conversation with a teacher is perilous because you're going against what is popular. You're saying that what you believe is wrong when you may have to go and stand up to 150 teachers in your school district and and be the only one that agrees with
2: Jim Lucas. There there was one teacher in right. his in his comment thread that said, "Yeah, I totally agree. She's like, I love my job because what other job am I going to make $55,000 right. this year and have 2 months off for the summer and right. have every single break and day off coordinated with my children." Yeah. And then and man, she it was like she <laughs> jumped into a tank of sharks I, and and that only God the was there we pre- we to protect uh,
0: teachers. Teachers get a week off next week, yeah. and I'm sorry. Like, I work from 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. most days. Like, you're <laughs> you're not <laughs> right. Like most people, uh, you don't know how hard teachers work. You work like everybody else, and so I, I just like like any other government employee. When you take money from me. I get to have a say in how your life operates, and if you don't want me to participate in your life, don't voluntarily choose to ask me to participate in your life by taking my money. You're a government employee, and so why would you want? Why would you want to expand from your local community it to took, all Indiana taxpayers the decision on your pay?
1: It took sixty minutes, and he almost said taxation is theft.
0: It, well, but it, but it's the truth, and so. Uh, I almost joked about it earlier with him uh, when he said, "You know, people are outraged in the community." I was like, "By having their money stolen," <laughs> but <laughs> but th- people don't want to be disagreeable; they want to appear polite. But what the world needs right now is courage. I don't.
4: But, they see, need people to stand up and say
2: you're wrong. I, I don't see why this would. I don't see how this has become such a disagreeable issue. I I don't understand it because I, people feel threatened. And so when you invite the
0: government into the equation it is it is the very nature of government is that it is force and if he's pro life and I'm pro choice and we're wrestling over whether I'm going to get to put the gun to his head to live my way or he's wrestling to get the gun to put it to my head to live his way that that division that's why we have so much division in our society right now and so these teachers I feel for them because they feel threatened. That's why they're on the defensive sure. on Jen Lucas's position. They feel attacked. Well, but that is because they're using the government to solve their problem of educating children to fund it. And it's, we never go to the root of the issue, which is that you're asking people to be involved in this decision and then you're just like our brains can't handle it like i had i had somebody
1: just facebook over the weekend who was complaining about jim jim lucas just as a state rep and uh, complaining i'm like do you know the guy like have you really had a conversation with him do you know who he is or is just a boogeyman and you know, just being, challenging them to think and, and not just parrot something out and the response I got back was, "Yeah, Jim's just an a-hole, like,
4: right?"
0: But the you problem we is, we can't even
1: start to have a conversation. Sometimes people. The
4: problem is sometimes as well as this is kind of a, what I would call a squishy, feel-good, uh, you know, topic. So teachers are hard to fight. You know, when you when you're t- dealing with somebody that fights with emotion and not fact, similar to this. So in my situation, I was called the asshole because I didn't want to help women and children. This you 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 don't want to help teachers. You know exactly. that's not what yeah. I'm saying. I'm saying let's use our common sense. Let's fight factually, no, not it's with saying, emotion.
2: I want to help teachers. I want the teachers to have a race because I think that. I don't think that a teacher making less than $40,000 is fair for that work. No, it's I do, not. I think that your labor is worth more than that if you're a teacher, because I wouldn't do that job. I think, par- And I go to work and I deal with thousands of volts of electricity every day. Right. Like, And I wouldn't walk into a classroom. It's not... I, it, that's a threatening environment it, The me. other part <laughs> of it is, yeah, like, I'm not anti-teacher. I want teachers
0: to have the opportunity to choose several different places to work in a community, yeah. I want as opposed them to, to just have one choice. More
2: freedom. Right. And they're jobs and the only way that they get more freedom in their jobs is by one getting the raise and cutting the bureaucracy that makes them that restricts the freedom in their job right you kill two birds with one stone doing that
0: yeah the centralization of these decisions like testing for instance uh, under no child left behind that has made education the job of teaching and and the job for parents much worse, like taking control from the local community and putting it in Indianapolis and putting it in Washington DC has made the job worse for teachers. It has made the, the educational system worse for everybody involved in it. And I don't want to continue that behavior. It's not a matter of not supporting teachers. It's a matter of saying to teachers, I may not agree with the solutions. I support you. Yes. But I don't want to make your situation worse. I want to stop doing, I want to stop the insanity. Like, it's hard to fight teachers when they're the only major union with a building across the state house. The building across from the state house is owned by the state teachers In the union. Indiana. Yeah. ISTA. There's another Istad branch right by where I work on the east side of Indianapolis. Like this is a very powerful organization of people that Tony Bennett lost to when he ran when Glenda Gritz got elected. No politician wants to take them on because you're you're arguing with people from an emotional perspective. And that is the whole point of trying to throw everything into the arena of politics. Get people emotional, because when you're emotional, you're easier to control. We
1: will put a pin in education talk at that point. You're listening to the Boss Hot Delivery podcast, Jeremiah Morrill, Dakota Davis, Chris Spangle, our syndicator, Bill Bree on the other side of the room, and producer Chris Guffey. How are we doing, Chris?
0: I'm doing well, doing well. Just working on some campaign stuff oh,
1: over he, here. Oh, you're not working for us. You're just doing <laughs> not, what you want to do. I'm telling you, <laughs> he's a bad egg.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is veruca salt
2: <laughs> on the company
0: laptop, no less. <laughs> this is what you get for free, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Suck him up and put him into whatever they did with the other. kids. And
2: so we're going to move on to some more local issues. So
0: Sunday,
1: the uh, in the Courier Times, Travis Travis White Week, whatever. Uh, uh, but Travis Budweiser uh, <laughs> wrote a big story about. He's the, he's the editor now. He can do what he wants. So he made himself the cover page. The headline is, <laughs> they deserve to have safe food. Apparently, the Henry County Health Department has uh, has started regulating and checking up on um, food pantries in
2: our community. Yeah. So apparently in 2008, um, the state made some new regulations about food pantries. And they threw food pantries underneath of this umbrella statement of food establishments. Uh, which meant that they have to go through all of the the processing fees and the licensing requirements and the inspections that a restaurant right down the street would have, even though they're just giving out canned food and when it I, I thought somewhere in here there was a in the article there was a point that said, well, it may seem like a bad thing at first, but now they are able to serve fresh produce. So really, we're just trying to get the homeless people healthier food because fresh produce is better than canned produce whenever you're starving on the side of the street. Yeah. Well,
4: first of all, clarify, you said 20, 20, uh, 2008, not 2018. In, so this was like yes. 11, years <laughs> 11 years was ago. the authorization put into
1: place oh. and the health department has now Gotten around to wow. the enforcement side? Wow. Well,
2: didn't we didn't we get a new uh, health inspector or something? And they said that it's, it's with some time. staff
1: changes. It's caused yes. it, it's caused them to get around to it finally. Right. Um, so this, I, this is this is not just a Henry County issue, and that's right. one of the things we talk about on the show. We in in discussing this, we've seen articles from all over the country of it's what our health, ad, the health department, it's it's what
2: in, our ad in the uh, Indiana right. got, State <laughs> Libertarian Party convention says. Local stories. National impact.
1: So it, nice. this is happening in Henry County, yeah. but we there was there's a story uh, from late last fall out of Kansas City of a health department that came by a, a group of people that were feeding folks oh. on the street and they poured bleach in the food. Yeah, because they did they because that's serving because the they want to make right, <laughs> safe food. <laughs> they couldn't pr- prove the pedigree of where that was made and wasn't made in a safe serve kitchen. And you, you know,
2: you have a voluntary might have been picked where- some by, by some illegals in California. <laughs> well,
0: as you know, feeding the poor has only really picked up in the last 50 years. So we really, we haven't really done a good job of feeding the poor as, as, as human beings up until the last 50 years Mm. when government came along and started overseeing the process.
2: Counties. No, uh, no, no, no! I'm oh, being, facetious. being facetious. Yeah, <laughs> okay. literally the entire. I was, like, I was like, wait a minute. The entirety of
0: human history has ex- <laughs> existed on people feeding each other uh, until, and so this is just the folly. Like if if you if you mandated that only preschools were allowed to teach kids how to tie their shoes and parents were not allowed to be involved. Within five years, everybody would think that only the government could teach kids how to tie their shoes. And this is sort of the case. Now, I go to Mount Pleasant Christian Church on the south side of Indy. It's a mega church. They have one of the more impressive faith-based facilities that I've ever seen called the Impact Center. It's a food and clothing ministry, and they have to comply by county, Johnson County Health regulations. So they have a clean room. So then the day that I took a tour of it, they had Brussels sprouts, and they were packaging because they get, you know, the Midwest Food Bank brings this in, which you guys should have the Midwest Food Bank guy on. He's awesome. And so they bring in all these big boxes of produce or gleaners, get stuff from Walmart, and they buy it from their produce vendors and bring it to the packaging centers And then you have people in hairnets and clean rooms basically sorting out from the big boxes into little bags that are individual portions. And so, If you
1: have the resources to do that, sure. But in the last 11 years since this law or this ordinance or this law or this authority was granted to the the counties, where are the stories of people that have gotten sick from our local food pantries?
0: I would bet that if you had the, the people on to ask about this, it was either government coercion saying, you need to do this or we're going to start fining you, or it was an insurance company saying, we're going to drop your coverage or raise your rates if you don't do this. I bet it would be one of those two things. But it probably was not a need based Who's on... the victim? Right. It, it, it probably was not somebody got salmonella poisoning from Brussels sprouts. It was
2: coercion from some camp. The victim, The victims are the hungry people who won't get their food right, after the correct. food pantries are shut down. The uh, health department representative said that it is
1: the health department's duty to make sure their food meets the same level of safety as food they would get
0: anywhere else if they had paid for it.
2: Duty means poop. (laughs) <laughs> so I don't think that I don't think
0: the question like I don't want it to come across just like with the teachers thing because we're getting comments like as basically oh you guys don't oh, support teachers that's not what we're saying it's no. like you're going
1: for the trifecta you don't like cops you don't like teachers
0: Is, I'm ready to go after next no parents that's all oh go just after. parents I'll go after DST when we talk DST I'll get hit the parents <laughs> boomers um no like it, it's yeah it should be safe but. Like, do we trust the health inspector is the one guy who is trying to inspect or the five people that your county employs to inspect every food facility in the county? Are they really a uh, the, it's such a centralization of the resources that for t- one to five people in a county this size will be going out and inspecting every kitchen in the city or or the county. I mean, is that efficient? Do you really think that they're better at de- and so when you when you take the hands out of when you take the responsibility for safety in the kitchen out of the hands of the people that are doing the work and put it and you outsource it to the five people people start to get sloppy and so you end up with worse results in this particular case where people say it is my responsibility to make sure this is clean instead now it's going to be it is my responsibility not to get fined well, and if That's you're a gonna, very yeah. different proposition. If you are
1: going to go, you have the choice to eat the food or not. Right you you have the you have visibility into it. You can tell if people look like they're paying attention and they are doing what they're supposed to be doing. Yeah. are people it's getting sick? Does this have a reputation? It's cans. Yeah, right. <laughs> what what are you? Well, well they they have milk. Well, how do you show me your procedure for how you take care of the milk and is it temperature controlled and is it okay and have we yeah. Have, we, have, yeah, paid us, have you paid us
0: our fees to pay for us to come inspect you? Oh, there you go. Now we've hit on it. Because psychos don't run the food pantry. They're not keeping the milk at 87 degrees because they want to poison people to death. The charitable people who run the food bank aren't, aren't like, not washing their hands before they touch all the vegetables. Before they touch cans. It's the ability... <laughs> it's the ability for them to find people. And so we go back to the teacher discussion. With your federal government, they can print money. But your state, federal... And local government, or your state and local governments, cannot print money. When their budget says they're out of money, they are out of money, and it's not coming from anywhere else. Unless we start writing you more p- tickets, we start finding your business more, we start charging user fees more. So, and, and fees are so really making
2: you pay to hand out cans to homeless people.
0: What politician wants to raise taxes? They don't. So the way that they increase money to the local community is through fees, is through speeding tickets and finding businesses and finding food pantries.
2: And so... W- so, so Chris, were you the executive director of the LPIN for, in 2008? Uh, October 2008 on. Where the hell were you
0: at? He was producing a dual <laughs> show.
2: Because
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> Dakota was 12. So the, that, that <laughs> legislature... He, he's not responsible for yeah. this.
0: So that legislation exactly. would have ended in, in February. Uh, so here, here's the deal. You we probably,
1: re- C- Crazy Larry probably called in to complain about this, and you just hung up on him.
0: You didn't put him probably, on the air that day. I was very sleepy that day. I used <laughs> to have to get up at four to do that show. Um, Pothole Joe was still just a dream. It, it, it it's It's people wanting a resolution to a problem that they see in their local community because one person isn't washing their hands. Well, there ought to be a law. There ought to be some resolution to this. But a lot of what we do is we just don't think about the consequences this this seemed like a really good idea and the intentions behind this are a really good idea but nobody wants to get sick what about the consequences what about the efficiency what about the results and nobody ever goes back and examines the results of their legislation and the number one thing that food pantries need—they don't need you dropping off your expired cans of cream, <laughs> cream of chicken soup.
1: That's a that's a plug for the Patreon, right? If
0: you want to know what that's all about? What what they need the is Bionic Plague, right? People. What they need is money. So the food pantry at my church needs money more than anything else. They don't need your old clothes. They don't need your. They'll take it, but they can go with six thousand dollars and buy from Meyer or from Walmart a big bunch of supplies that that people need for their you know be it grain or or wheat or some other 18th century <laughs> uh, but you know what i mean like the thing when when asked what is the number one thing that you need as in every food pantry i've been in the answer is always money because the way that a food pantry operates is not by people dropping off donations it's through bulk purchasing from a, a distributor like aldi's or meyer or walmart which are like the three biggest that right. donate to food pantries and and work with food pantries And so the green beans, the canned goods that they're actually using in food pantries was bought with money through Aldi. And so when you're taking fees from a food pantry, you are literally taking the food out of the mouth of children that need to be fed in local communities. It's a despicable law that really needs to be rectified. I mean, it's 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 tragic all right so let's start to let's start to wrap
1: things up chris i I know for final thoughts you you feel very very patiently or uh, passionately about daylight saving time and we've been kindred spirits Mm. this week as people have tried to complain i
0: just don't think that we ought to govern our laws based on the body clock of a toddler (laughs) if you can't hold your bowels you can't hold control of the clock and so I'm sorry that your little brats are upset that they have to go to bed, but they were going to be upset that they have to go to bed anyways. I don't know what is wrong with toddlers. They don't like food and they don't like sleep. Those are the only two things, well, two of the only three things that I want to do as an adult. And I just don't understand why parents, every single time change, were what, subjected. What, what the hell? I'm in the middle of a rant. You're going <laughs> to have to go back over there. What the hell's going on? I'm, I'm, I'm punishing boomers right now with my opinions. <laughs> Uh, um,
1: Come on in here. Come on, have I, a seat.
0: I'm sorry that you're I'm sorry that your child is upset that the time changed. But buy some blackout curtains and discipline your child. All right. The rest of us are enjoying the extra hour of sunlight in the evening and being productive citizens.
5: Who the fuck is this guy?
1: <laughs>
5: Who are you?
0: I thought you
1: were a band. What's going on? This is, this is awkward, buddy. Um, last last week you, you quit, right? Are we suspend- Weren't you suspended? And he said I had a drinking problem, <laughs> <laughs> and and now here you're, you're late.
5: I thought we were canceling this show. We were starting a sports <laughs>
1: podcast, Jerry. That was the plan. Um, yeah, so we're gonna have to dock your pay,
5: Chris. You can you can end the Patreon feed. And start the real show now.
1: <laughs> so do you, have, do you have daylight saving time thoughts? Spangle was was eloquently. Explaining Why do we still
2: have it? What do you mean? Why do we still? Because have Because is nice.
5: It's not necessary. Like, why don't we just keep it at it's, this time? It's really nice. We to- should. President <laughs> yeah. Trump
1: said the first thing I fullheartedly mm. support. Let's just stay on fast time all year round and stop playing this game of turning back the clocks for it's three it's months. It's nice
2: until July, and it's daylight at nine thirty at night. That's good fishing weather.
5: Yeah. What? Like, why did we go back? It's not necessary anymore, right? What's, like, what? Why did we ever go back to?
1: Right now is the, the unnatural
5: backpack. time.
0: Yeah, yes, I like so this time
5: better, though. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. You, you, I mean, honestly, if you want to be on Central Time, you're a maniac. Like, you are a back, <laughs> you're a mouth-breathing troglodyte if you want the state of Indiana <laughs> to be on Central Time. You want it to be dark
2: at 3.30 in the afternoon. You're an absolute insane person. and You, you need to okay. burn your... Yeah, hold up. Don't, hold you, up. don't you, we you just, just hate said children? That it, we just, there's a one-hour difference... In daylight savings time, we just said that it's daylight until nine thirty at night. Yeah, it's not going to get dark at three o'clock in the afternoon. Right, we're going to keep the hour, in this it's going to get dark at like five thirty if we stay on this time,
0: which is preferable.
4: Right now, but not in July.
0: In, in July, it, it's going to be gloriously light until ten p.m. In July, if we didn't do it, I think it would be uh, it'd be it'd be
1: it, the sun would come up at like two in the morning and the corner would burn. I think that's what would happen.
0: This is a
5: divisive issue, and I'm sick of it. Well, listen, whatever time we're on right now doesn't make me want to kill myself, so I'm all for this time. Because during the winter time, it's iffy for me.
3: Okay.
0: What you have to understand about Hoosiers is that they've been arguing this since the creation of the, the entire time system when the railroads created the time. It's like so basically what you had until the railroads. Every town had their their clock tower. And and you drive your your locomotive through town, and so what would be noon in one town would be twelve fifteen in in Stylesville, you know, like it 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 would be I don't know what town's close to here, but Hagersville would be at twelve fifteen, Hagerstown, Stylesville, and it would be and it'd be noon here, and so what the railroads did is they basically pushed the creation of the time zones and the standardization of time, and then the agrarian society added DST and i the railroad agree with, lobbies right and they're so the ones
2: that got a social security too
0: so since then hoosiers have been arguing about time we didn't go on dst until the great mitch daniels was our governor and solved this problem here here and we're now on the with it, it, like and hoosiers are still mad about it because we have more jobs we have we have people <laughs> that actually want to invest in indiana now because of dst and they're
1: let's, pissed let's about it. pull the room real quickly on this uh guffey daylight saving time yes or no no. No? You want to just go to the time we were on and stay on it? No, this one. This, this one. Is, you want yeah. fast time all the time? Fast yeah. yeah. time all the time. Guffy. Uh, d- uh, Chase. What
5: the- I've what only the- been
1: gone one week. <laughs> <laughs> fast time. Keep it here. All right. You, you, fast you time. You voted. Vilbury? You, fast time. Fast time all the time? All the time. I, I really don't care.
2: I have no dog Just quit in changing.
4: Time. What a, Do one uh. or the other. Just quit changing.
2: Yeah, that, I agree with that. The I, last, mean, I agree with Bilbrey. No, The Just last time was we one here, of them. What did I tell you?
0: To be a better host, you have to inflame. I have come on your program, and I have I have hit yes. cops, I have hit teachers, I have hit parents, and I have I hit argued... them all
2: with you. Right?
1: <laughs> you will never have more. But downloads. you never got behind the wheel and hit them with your. You were you were the follow car.
5: Take a stance ah. and
2: provoke, please. I wrote the show notes. I, I, he was the follow car. I was telling him what to talk about.
5: Dakota, you should take your the own advice, master. and you can choose tomorrow to start being a, the p word. Okay, the pick p aside, word. the
2: pussy word. Jared, <laughs> I've been you that's mine for slogan. one week, and you can't tell us apart. Trademarked. That should be a new T chip shirt. Pick aside. Pussy. Pick aside. <laughs> I, I, I just, I don't care. Uh, whether it's the fast time or uh, his Micah, or standard he's fired time. off of the network. I just wanted <laughs> to be your
0: co-host now, Jeremiah. You, I'm, I'm just tired of it May swapping.
2: Raise. I would. I just wanted to stick to one and and go with it. I'm tired. I don't. I hate this the, the change. It takes me like three days to recover. Hate it. <laughs> you're ridiculous. You're 22 years old. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <hate> wait <laughs> until you're 35. How, I don't know how old are you.
0: 37. 37. It's. I wish, wish I, I were 20. 25.
4: Yeah, yeah, it would be amazing.
0: The. Uh,
1: I, I would love fast time all year round. If we had if we had Central Time all year, it would be terrible. It would be absolutely terrible. Yeah. Yeah, it would be it's insane. How uh, why? Why do you want to why do you want to waste every good hour at, at your job? Yep. In in the day when all the daylight is when you're at work. When when the majority I of focus is three. So I still see, get it. Yeah. So you yeah, you yeah. are
0: you'd bask in that glorious hour
2: of daylight that we'd have left. <laughs> you'd <laughs> like... be the one guy that gets daylight.
1: You're the one person that gets the sunshine.
2: Maniacs.
1: All, <laughs> all right at least we're not seven. as bad as
2: like we went to tennessee for thanksgiving <laughs> it was literally dark at four o'clock
1: because they're on central time that's yep. exactly yep. what you would be suffering through yep. and horrible. instead if you had fast time all year round it would have been dark at five o'clock all right so that's we we cut off spangle that was the main thing i wanted on daylight saving time from you are there you got some things to promote you got a new show coming on with with wanda sykes <laughs> no
3: how dare you
0: no <laughs> uh yeah i if you're if you like boss hog of liberty i want to give a shout out to married with children down in southern indiana uh they do they stole uh, our bit they did well i don't they they started about a year ago so they they did they stole it but they didn't know they're big fans of yours they they mentioned you when i walked in the room they love boss hog so i want to give them a plug on your show and hopefully you go on their show if we get an invitation
1: we will uh Guffy's, Guffy's been handling the the request. We have a few of them lined up, and we'll get there eventually. You
0: should double check that email box. Yeah, uh, it's
1: true. They probably he's probably put it in the spam folder.
0: Check yeah. out check out Leaders and Legends. Uh, it's it's if you're a Hoosier, you're going to love that show. Check out We're Libertarians, which is my podcast. If you like my uh, I, I'm I don't know I'm probably about this level of inflammatory. <laughs> um, and yeah, I've got a couple new podcasts coming out. Follow Miss Pat, and uh, I'll be doing something with her. So check that out. Uh, lots of spangle to go around. <laughs> Bill Brey.
1: How do people how do people get in touch follow your show? You're registering people to vote, you're uh, doing all of it.
4: Any, anybody sh- yeah, if you if you're not registered to vote, if you've moved, you can go to voters with an s v o t e r s. Dot com
2: not with it, a Z. Like, yeah, like, a lot it, of it might did. get you there. I don't. It's know. not 1995 it's anymore.
4: <laughs> it takes two minutes. You can do it from your laptop. You can, you can do it the old-fashioned way by going to the county clerk's office or your city clerk's office and filling it out in paperwork. That's fine, but do it. Click off this when the when the when you're done watching it. Do it from the device you're watching this on. You have until 11:59 on Monday, April 8th, to vote to vote in this next primary election. Indiana, WWW. Your community's having a primary election. Ours canceled. It. It I know. Money. Which I thought was brilliant. I, I hate that nobody was vote running, but whatever. Um, we have
1: candidates. They're just not Democrats or Republicans.
4: R- right. <laughs> uh, WWW.indianavoters.com. Register to vote. You can find me on Facebook. Um, I'm getting ready in the next couple of weeks, months, to be kicking over to a podcast form um, which I'll just be putting on Facebook, but I'll. I'll be around. You can find me on Facebook, Christopher with a K, K R I S T O P H E R, Bilberry, B I L B R E Y.
1: And you'll be tagged in the in the show notes on this and the uh, on the on our Facebook uh, Facebook Live page.
2: Dakota, what's your final thought? You got a, you got a morsel or two for us? <laughs> uh, not really. Uh, I I I do shocking. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to plug a couple things really quick. I want to plug the T chip um, sites. My favorite shirt design is the is. Tchip.com slash B H O L 3, which is a small logo, and then it has local local stories, national impact on the back. None of these say local celebrity. No. Not like the, <laughs> the last ones did. Uh, we got some flack on that. Danny bought one. It was that was my mistake.
1: Local celebrity and screamed. He was well, not
2: pleased. You were supposed to only be paying extra. If you, if you paid extra, you got one that said local celebrity. Instead, <laughs> they all came like they that. They all came like that. So. <laughs> It was a whole mess. <laughs> anyway, I want to promote T Chip. Hopefully, they don't mess anything a up. We are libertarian. <laughs> yeah. just a wall production just, from the front. We, we failed
1: on the t-shirt making.
5: We have a cool sweatshirt too, right? Yeah. So you can get a, the cool sweatshirt for the rest of the winter. So you can wear it for like two more weeks.
0: It'll be great.
2: I I'm yeah. I'm ordering the sweatshirt. I really it looks like. Dope. It. I'm very it looks excited very about uh, about the. I'll, then, I'll probably get uh, two of them.
0: And then. Get your, get your sweatshirts
2: now just in time for summer.
1: Yes. <laughs> in time for Dakota to change the logo again before
2: you can yes. actually wear it. <laughs> we have too much. We're way too invested in this logo at this point. Uh, so also another thing is we have a full-page ad in the uh, Libertarian Party State Convention uh, pamphlet or booklet that they'll give out. Have a whole full page in there. Uh, it's pretty sweet. So make sure that you check that out. Um, I, there's still time to sign up for the Libertarian Party of Indiana Convention. Uh, you can go to lpin.org and you can sign up there. It's in Fort Wayne this year. Um, so if you want to see us, then you can go up there and check it out. And even uh, producer Chris will be at this one. Shout out to Christy Avery, who is putting it on. And
0: anybody who has ever put on a convention knows... It's, she has it's a the, big deal and she's been a big part. It's the least enviable job in the <laughs> entire party. <laughs> All right. So my
1: final thoughts, I want to I have a quick conversation with you guys because I, I want some feedback because uh, it's a market situation. And it, it, a bunch of governments got involved this week as, as Boeing had a new airplane that started crashing.
2: Uh, seven five.
1: Yeah, the Max 8 or it, it, whatever the heck it is. It's the newest low. It's the 747 that uses the least amount of fuel. Um, and, as a consumer, I, we always talk about markets and markets will take care of it and and it'll be okay. Uh, but all of a sudden the United States found itself to be the one country yesterday that didn't have a ban on this plane operating. They've had two that was it's brand new. They've been out in service for about four months. One crashed about three months ago and then over the weekend, a, a one in Africa crashed that was a state operated plane.
2: You know why we didn't have a ban? Because orange man bad.
0: <laughs> well, so this the the reason that it's really getting a lot of attention is it was full of UN people on in the one in Africa that crashed, and so that's yeah. why everybody freaked out. So yeah. so this
1: plane goes down, and it and it's something that's operated all over the world. Uh, Southwest Airlines had about forty of them. Uh, they were operating out of Indianapolis, so it was something that was happening in our local market. I'm booked on a Southwest flight next month. My wife, you know, my wife Sarah and I are supposed to fly to California next month on a Southwest plane. So. At this point, markets are supposed to make decisions, right? So you say, well, I'm not going to, I'm not going to support this country or company if I don't believe in what you're doing. And if you, if I think you're putting me at risk, then I don't want to buy a ticket from you. Well, if I bought a ticket three months ago and all of a sudden you have a problem and I have no guarantee of my safety, am I going to cancel my ticket? How do I make that decision? So that's where you, you have this conversation that starts to develop of should these airlines be voluntarily pulling and saying, Hey, we're going to ground these planes until we figure out what's going on. Or is it, well, no, we don't know what's going on. It might be bad training. There could be any number of things, and, and we need to be supporting these companies. Or is it, no, the, go- the government needs to step in and say timeout, ban them, and, and protect everybody?
0: Well, at this point, it's a combination of all of it. But you have to look at the countries and where these planes were operating. The United States has not had a, a commercial airliner crash since the 70s or 80s. I mean, it's been like 30 years. No, you're wrong. No, no I'm Value not jet, wrong. Value whoa, jet whoa, whoa. in
1: Florida crashed. TWA had a plane over, over in over but it, outside of when Long when we Island. were kids. Is my point. That wasn't the '70s, Grandpa.
0: But it's been like 30 years. I mean, the number is the number <laughs> is uh, like when you think about the sheer percentages. Look at it this way: How many planes? When when you see like this storm that just hit the the Midwest and Colorado, like you see thousands of planes get grounded. And you realize how many planes are in the air at any given time, and then we haven't had one of those crash since Jeremiah and I were in diapers, two thousand and nine, two thousand and. But like hundreds of people dying, like other than nine eleven, it's you have you have smaller planes go down. Ten years though, I mean a whole decade without even even if even if it were five years. The number of it's, flights that land safely in the United States. And that's that's where you say it's, it's very right. much sensationalized, right? It's, it's very much sensationalized. Thousands and of cars crash every day, yes. and,
2: and nobody cares. A plane crashes, and it's everybody freaks like out. It's just like the Tesla that happened to get in a wreck that was using the safe, yeah. self-driving feature. It's like, okay. But there are literally thousands of crashes of cars every day, and no one pays attention to that. And the woman right. that died in the self-driving car, most people don't know. She had
0: a mental illness, and she ran in front of the car on purpose. Like... You never get into the granular details. You just are supposed to be afraid. And so it... Oh, it, like. it That's a good sound bite right there. Yeah. There you go. Pull that. I'll stop.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's just
1: it's a conversation where you want to you think that markets can make these decisions. And if, I, I feel like, once again, the government short-circuited what could have happened, where there could have been public pressure on the, on the companies that operate these planes in our country.
2: But at what cost? Are we going <laughs> to wait for hundreds of people to lose their lives?
1: you know, it's a voluntary deal. You don't have That's to get a yes. on. That was a yes. You can change. You can, I could, I could have said, Nope. You know what? We're taking Amtrak. No, we're going to take uh we're, we're going to change to somebody that operates a little Canada air instead of a, instead of a Boeing. plane. So
0: 2005 is the last year with more than 1000 deaths on commercial flights. And that trend has continued its downward trajectory culminating in <clears throat> 2017's Historic level of safety. The accident rate now stands at one fatal passenger flight accident. Per seven million three hundred and sixty thousand flights,
2: so people who are scared of flying, it, it, you have yeah, and this have nothing is nothing to be worried about. This is all Terrifying. of air travel. You're terrified
5: of flying. I heard yes. what went wrong with these planes is they built them by all you the wind farms. You have nothing to be worried about.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes. it, it was wind farms. That yes. right. Yeah, that's always the problem. <laughs> I heard that they used a doughboy to hammer all the rivets instead <laughs> of. No. Well, you've gone for the trifecta. Darren Jacobs uh. is involved somewhere. The Doughboys should have been moved, and you need wind farms here. You're an idiot if you don't like wind. <laughs> good God. <laughs> All right. Last. <laughs>
3: Do
1: you have final thoughts? I have final thoughts. You got a microphone, buddy. I have
5: final thoughts, people.
1: Chase Payton. Well, thanks for joining us. You were very late.
5: I know. I've watched the whole episode.
3: I love that we.
1: So I have some updates for the NFL free agency, man. The Browns are actually going to be good. I, the best meme I've seen yeah. so far is if you didn't love the Browns when they lost by thirty, you can't love them when they lose by ten. Listen, they have
5: a top five yes. receiver and OBJ, and they have a top five running back with Kareem Hunt. He's also a really good kicker. Oh God! So <laughs> you know why he's a good kicker? That's a domestic Dakota? violence joke. You can't do that.
1: That's not. That's
3: not Give okay. Me the microphone uh, back. <laughs> hold on. Hold on.
1: Uh, I see why they suspended
3: you. <laughs> <laughs> Sunday is St.
5: Patty's Day. Make sure you wear your green. I got my new shirt, so make sure you drink a lot.
1: You got a Notre Dame shirt on. Congratulations, yeah. that's beautiful.
0: Nice Barstool shirt. Yep, supporting our buddy Jeff Ebert. Go Jeff Ebert. This is
1: falling down. You broke the studio, Chase. This is yeah, you,
0: you're, you're not just, gonna lift a finger to fix right, it folks. either. Just Your ham hands have been <laughs> mauling folks, this
1: particular. We will,
2: we will see you next week. The no, microphone's what, falling off. One the table. more
1: thing. Uh, IndyCar announcement: Fernando Alonso is running Texas. That's news. That is breaking news in F1 legend F. Fernando Alonso will run the Texas IndyCar race. With that, we will see you all next week. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hey, you got us a big guest next week, right? Oh man, I'm so excited about this guest, Kent Benson, hometown hero. Nice number one pick in the NBA draft. Number one pick
5: in '78. Is that Steve Alford's little brother? (laughs) No. Okay, you're offending even me now, Mister. I'm offended by '73. Seventy-seven IU undefeated team. All right,
1: that's that's enough of this. We're very excited uh, to have uh, had your leader come by and check up on us. He didn't cancel us, so it went okay. I thought about it. You're proud of us,
2: yeah. Of course, you guys are doing a great job. Chase. Uh, the Chase... show literally started with Chris saying, "Cancel the
3: show immediately."
1: <laughs> <laughs> Chase. Chase came by uh, one week in a row of him being fired and, and stopping in anyway. And Bill Bree, we, we appreciate very much the support you've shown us and, uh, we're excited about what you've got, uh, what you've got going in your part of East Central Indiana. You never be East Central Indiana's favorite
0: podcast, but (laughs) maybe the second. You can give it a shot though. (laughs) I'm, I'm in the, I'm, I'm in the, I'm I'm looking for a brand new East Central Indiana podcast. uh,
3: He's in the market. (laughs) Yeah.
0: All right. We will see you all next week.